Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Blair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hi friends. Oh my goodness. I haven't done a solo episode in what feels like a really long time, but I'm crushing it with the interviews. Don't you think? I feel like I've just had the honor of having so many fascinating conversations with fascinating people about their experiences of spiritual and psychic awakening, which is really all I ever wanted to do. And hey, let me put a shout out to all of you. If you have interesting experiences or interesting stories or a perspective that you want to share, you know, over the podcast, please reach out to me. I feel like the place that I tend to see the messages most often is Instagram, but you can feel free to email me if you prefer or send me a DM on Facebook. On both Instagram and Facebook, if you're if I'm not following you, then what happens is they get hidden in my message requests and I tend to notice those in Instagram more than on Facebook, but whatever, I'll always find them and I would love to just continue having these beautiful conversations with really anybody because the whole point of this podcast is to honor and celebrate and normalize the experience of spiritual awakening and the uniqueness of you know the way that it unfolds and what it means for all of us because it's never going to look the same for two people but I feel like the more we share these experiences with each other the less alone we feel and I also have been so honored to hear from so many of you who listen to the podcast, letting me know that you resonate with this part of my story or that interview. And it just, it really means the world to me. Honestly, it fills my heart and my day with absolute joy to hear from each of you. And I always endeavor to reply. I can't always get back to you right away, but I try to get back to you within a reasonable time frame. And so if you have messaged me and you haven't heard back, I deeply apologize. I think in my email, things tend to get lost more than the other two places, but you know, I'm not going to front that I have my shit together at all times because I simply don't, but it really brings my heart so much joy. And also feel free to let me know if there's anything that you really want to hear about too, because this isn't just a vanity project. I've, I've started this podcast because I want to create the content that I could feel there was a calling for it. And I just want to, it, it just makes me happy to think that I am creating episodes that you guys want to listen to and enjoy so thank you for your listenership thank you for reaching out to me when you do you're not required to but it means a lot it also means a lot when you take the time to give me a rating and especially a review on spotify or apple podcasts whatever wherever you listen i just love you all and your presence here on earth is very valuable to me and even if we never connect directly. It just feels like a huge honor to be in connection with you at all whatsoever and entering your field of consciousness. So I felt like I wanted to talk to you guys myself today because yeah, it's really been a long time and I realized that a lot has evolved with me and my my business and my services and how the heck would you know because I'm a terrible marketer I'm awful I really am like I do not share on my podcast about the the things that I'm offering and things that I love to do (laughs) outside of the podcast I'm just terrible with that anyway so so here I am with some updates but So this is not all about me. I also wanted to talk about ascension symptoms and the the more challenging aspects of spiritual and psychic awakening. And I wanted to touch on dreams and nightmares. So 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't even need to hear about this. I know there's a lot said about all of these things, but I'm just going to say it in my way. I'm going to talk about ascension symptoms and, you know, just acknowledge that they are real. So sometimes we hear, like, I know that there are YouTube videos and things like that that are like 25 signs that you are ascending. And a lot of them include like, you get the flu <laughs> and, and it's like, I don't know. I think those videos are really cool and they're fun, but also sometimes they leave out like a deeper level of understanding of why these things happen and like how the flu or flu-like symptoms could be ascension symptoms. And that's what I really wanted to talk about today. So sometimes when we're going through an ascension process, you know what, first of all, let me step back and sort of give my understanding of the definition of ascension. So when I talk about ascension, I mean an ascension in our consciousness and consciousness being our perception of who we are and the world around us that contributes to our beliefs about who we are and the world around us and life and the universe. So when somebody has a lower level of consciousness, and even I don't like using those value judgment words like lower and higher because it implies that somebody who has a lower level of consciousness is a shittier human, but I don't mean that at all. I'm going to use terms like that because it's just simpler and I don't have any, you know, the benefit of any visuals to share with you to illustrate my points. So I'm going to use those terms, but I don't mean any kind of value judgment about it at all. Everybody is on their own trajectory and where they are is perfect. And also free will is a very sacred thing. And people have the total free will right to be in lower levels of consciousness for as long as they friggin' want. And I'm not judging. A person who is at a lower level of consciousness is operating in a from a framework of victimhood. I even hesitate to use that word because <laughs> it's so charged and loaded these days, especially these days. But what I mean by that is the feeling that life is happening to you, that external circumstances are happening to you, that there, you know, is injustice, the things that have happened are unfair, that that, you know, bad things happen and we feel diminished by it, meaning we feel like less than we were before by you know, certain experiences that we have. Lower level of consciousness is operating in a frequency of emotions such as anger, jealousy, envy, lust. And by lust, I don't mean having the hots for someone. I mean like desiring desiring to use someone for sexual gratification without any consideration for the divine, you know, being that they are. Lust, pride... You know, all those lower feel like I'd say grief, but that's not quite accurate. Grief can be a really beautiful, high vibrational experience, but it's like, you know, it's like sadness, it's like milking the sadness forever and feeling really sorry for ourselves, feeling really angry, holding grudges, feeling jealous, feeling disempowered basically by something that we've experienced. So those are lower levels of consciousness. Higher levels of consciousness go up from there to include, you know, things such as contentment, gratitude, neutrality, fun, optimism, and it goes all the way up to joy, to like pure love, to unity consciousness and the ecstasy of feeling truly at one with all of creation. And so... Abraham Hicks has this awesome thing. If you've never heard of Abraham Hicks, check it out. She's a woman, but she channels a collective of entities that she calls or that call themselves Abraham. And Abraham Hicks teaches about a thing called the emotional scale. That is a perfect example of the vibrational frequency of different emotions and the consciousness that would be attached to it. So if you have a, a consciousness of like feeling 
like you have a grudge and you feel vengeful against somebody who screwed you over once and you feel jealous of what they have. And maybe you did get screwed over, you know, maybe you got cucked by somebody and like somebody slept with your wife or your wife slept with somebody else behind your back or if you are, you know, whatever. And and you just feel betrayed and you feel angry. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel those things in response to those circumstances. Like I'm really not trying to judge anybody. It's natural that you would feel those things. That's a shitty experience and it's painful. And life involves painful experiences. But somebody who really stays in that frequency, in order to stay in that frequency for like sometimes, you know, you meet people who years after the fact are still bitching about the same injustices that they've lived through, right? I'm sure we can all think of examples because it's not an uncommon, you know, state of consciousness for people. In order for them to continue to stay in that frequency they have to be telling themselves a story about themselves and about life and about the world and other people and things like that that continues to resonate with those emotions and produce the chemicals related to those emotions that then run through their body somebody who is at a higher level of consciousness who's operating from a place of gratitude optimism joy, love, all those sort of, you know, more enjoyable feelings, generally speaking, that person is doesn't mean that they never feel the sting of betrayal or, you know, they never feel trauma. They never feel the carpet being pulled out from under their feet, so to speak. But when they feel that they just don't stay there, they're able to, they're able to glean the the opportunity that is presented through that experience for themselves and the opportunity always has to do with an expanded perspective and a, an inner transformation that leads to like you know a different sense of identity so you know like if you have something really bad like say say a colleague at work totally steals your idea and throws you under the bus like full on you know no scruples like you didn't do anything to ask for this you're like i didn't manifest this this is not what i want you pro- you didn't consciously manifest it and it's certainly not what you want but it happened and there was a part of your soul your higher consciousness that desired to experience something that you know hit all the right notes or all the right trigger points to cause you to have a breakdown in your perspective of yourself and the world and life to give you the opportunity it's like breaking a shell of who you thought you were and and underneath that shell is a whole other version of you because there's only ever more of you to experience there is only more there is never less of you ever no matter what you go through there's never less there's only more so that person then you know they go through all the pain all the frustration the sadness the heartbreak the betrayal they'll stay there for as long as they need to they'll fully feel the feelings because you have to you have to honor that part of your experience and then eventually they will be able to release those and start telling themselves a story about everything, all the ways that this benefited them, actually. That even though it was painful and they didn't ask for it and they wouldn't do this to somebody else and they don't want it to happen again, it, you know, benefited them in this way and that way and this way and that way. Maybe they ended up quitting their job and instead of getting another job in the same field, they decided, actually, you know what, I've always wanted to... I've always wanted to take the time to write a book or something like that. And that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to use my savings and I'm going to write a book. And, you know, like there's just so many ways that we can frame it to our benefit, to our empowerment. And there's so many ways that we can frame it to our disempowerment. So Ascension is talking about those levels of consciousness that allow us to see ourselves as more than victims to circumstances. 
and to stop feeling like the world is purely hostile and untrustworthy and like life is just a miserable ride until we die or whatever or like things are just a series of disappointments or like why bother dating because it's all just disappointments or whatever and again I have felt all of these things myself in, in this lifetime before so I'm not judging anybody I'm just talking about people who really stay there as their default baseline level of consciousness versus people who can tap into the frequencies of joy love gratitude bliss, unity consciousness, creativity, inspiration, all that kind of stuff instead. And what happens is, as you calibrate to a higher level of consciousness, your frequency changes, your default frequency, meaning the rate of vibration that is your sort of like signature, your signature rate of vibration. So everybody emanates a vibrational frequency we emanate it through our thoughts and we emanate it through our heart and our emotions i'm not going to go too deeply into it if you want more information i have so many i have courses that talk about this all that kind of stuff but as your default vibrational frequency changes to be higher and higher it also then allows you to ascend higher and higher and continue expanding your consciousness. It's like seeing more and more of the puzzle or seeing more and more of the game rather than believing that you are in the game and the game is the only thing that's real and you are this character that you're playing in the game. You start to see it as a game and you're like, oh, I'm in you know, this game. I am this character this time around in this game this is how things work. This is what I observe about life, about other people, you know, the universe, blah, blah, blah. And as you, so, so it kind of is a positive feedback loop where the higher and higher you ascend, the more and more you can tune into, like the more of the more expanded your perception becomes and the more expanded your perception becomes the higher your consciousness rises and as you're going through this process you're you are leaving behind all of that lower vibrational stuff that sits in our bodies as density and you're leaving behind carbon-based template of your body and you're moving more into a light encoded crystalline based frequency and what I really mean by that is that carbon based is a denser molecular structure it's not just like carbon it's like any any kind of rock it's like it has an amorphous sort of disorganized structure to it Whereas crystalline is like a geometric shape that conducts energy very efficiently. So there's a reason that crystals are used in our technology because they have this geometric, this, this geometric aligned structure, atomic molecular structure that is a great conduit of energy. Whereas we don't use rocks, we don't use granite in our, our technology because it has an amorphous atomic uh, molecular structure so it really doesn't conduct very much energy so when we leave behind denser consciousness and denser thoughts and emotions we leave behind density in our body and we also ascend in our physical bodies to have more light more organization and more like more of a clean pathway for energy to travel so that's what humanity is experiencing right now And as we go through this process of ascension, we, you know, we end up leaving behind, it's like a separation of density from light or density from, I'm just going to say density from light. I can't think of a better analogy that's less wordy. And, and so the way that it expresses itself is like our physical body might experience symptoms of purging that might mimic a cold or a flu as 
toxins are released. And by toxins, I mean like, sure, it can totally be the toxins from our food and our water and our environment and our shampoos and cosmetic products and all that stuff. But it can also just be the toxic byproducts of cells that aren't functioning optimally because our thoughts produce emotions that like emotions which manifest as chemicals that cause like disarray in our body so a perfect example is if you're in constant anxiety which I used to be then you have a lot of cortisol running through your body all the time and it can cause a lot of inflammation and for different people the inflammation will show up in different parts of their body but that's that's an emotion anxiety is an emotion but it manifests as chemicals and hormones and and steroids like like uh, cortisol and those things cause disarray in our body. They cortisol has a function. Adrenaline and cortisol go together to, you know, activate our system of fight, flight, and freeze so that we can survive in, in situations where we're in danger. But if we're in a constant state of anxiety, but we're not in danger, then we're constantly in that that state of having cortisol and adrenaline pumping through our bodies at all times, but we have no way of using it up. And we're not supposed to be in that state for a sustained period, you know, let alone months or years. So sometimes the toxins are just byproducts, like I said, of cells and organs that are not functioning optimally because of the thoughts that we're thinking that produce emotions in the form of chemicals that, you know, disrupt our ideal body functions. And so for some people, this comes out as like, you know, having, (laughs) having the poops, like having like gastrointestinal distress and suddenly having to eliminate bowel movements, loose bowel movements that you can't really attribute it to being like, like having a stomach flu or anything or eating any bad food. For some people, it's probably purging in the form of throwing up. For some people, they might like wake up with night sweats or they might have a lot of sinus leakage and you know of course we have allergens in our in our environment too and i'm not saying that everybody who has sinus problems is just ascending <laughs> i'm not saying that at all but if you know that you're experiencing experiencing a spiritual awakening and your level of consciousness is increasing you're awakening to more of what feels like truth to you or at least potential truth and things suddenly look different to you than they did before. And you're also having these experiences on a physical level of like, you know, starting to cough up phlegm that you're like, I don't know why I have this phlegm. Or just feeling lousy and tired and dizzy. Those are all, all of these can be symptoms of ascension. Because your your body in order to match the level of consciousness that you, your thoughts are rising to, because you can't, you are, you are mind, body, spirit. Like you can't just, you can't just ascend in your thoughts and then stay gross in your body. It'll manifest like weird, weird things. Like you, you can't, you're a whole holistic being so your body naturally seeks to follow your level of consciousness sometimes our body goes first and we go through like an illness or a physical accident or something that causes our consciousness to rise but I'm talking about those times when our consciousness rises and then our body follows by releasing a bunch of toxins it can't follow that level of consciousness and still hold density and disorganization so we go through a process of sort of purging our our negative limiting thoughts, those stories we tell about ourselves and about life that are limited and make us feel shitty. Stories like, you know, I'm just one in seven billion humans. I don't count for anything. Nobody loves me. I'm not wanted here. We're just, you know specks of dust walking walking on a planet that is just a bigger speck of dust and a vast void of space and none of this means anything or I'm such a loser or I'm a disappointment to my family you know I'm unlovable whatever thoughts that we have 
that feel like shit. They feel like shit because they aren't even remotely true. (laughs) And it's like, they, it's, it's like, you know, when you try to lie to yourself, you can always feel when you're trying to lie to yourself. And it's the same thing, but we just have forgotten that (laughs) we've forgotten that. And we think our thoughts are the truth a lot of the time. So anyway, so we purge our thoughts, we purge those limiting stories, we go through deep healing, we do deep shadow work, inner child healing, whatever modalities speak to you. I did a lot of that on my own. I didn't even know what shadow work was. I didn't know what inner child healing was. So I'm not saying that everybody's process looks like that. I just, I I mostly journaled it out like way back before, like in like 2005, 2006, 2007 you know, when Google wasn't even that cool. I, I wasn't, I had no money. I wasn't seeing anybody for support. Uh, I was just doing it on my own. I was just exploring, like when I would cry and feel suicidal, I would ask myself like, well, why do I feel this way? And just go into it. And I would write in my journal a lot. So anyway, so that's part of the ascension process. And in tandem with that, our body is releasing every piece of disorganization that resonates with those stories that we're releasing and those thoughts that we're releasing. And so we go through this, sometimes this really intense period of feeling really shitty, like in our thoughts and feeling really shitty in our body. And I think it's important to talk about because, you know, sometimes we have to navigate it and, and we can assume that if we feel really shitty, it's because we're doing something wrong, but we're not doing anything wrong. And I also want to say this, when we're, when we're leaving behind those thoughts, those beliefs that make us feel like crap about ourselves, especially if they're very well practiced and we've been like thinking those things for a long time, like for example, like I'm such a loser if you've been thinking that about yourself for a long time, the thought form wants to keep like a life of its own. Like it's not, it's not an entity or anything like that. Like I know describing it that way can maybe make it sound like an entity, but it's not an entity. It just, it's a piece of our ego. It's a piece of our ego. And that peace does not want to relinquish its hold on us. And so it fights to stay alive. So it kind of like redoubles its efforts. And sometimes it will get so strong and so amplified as it comes to the surface. And, you know, it's coming to the surface to be released, but sometimes it really wants to hold on. It's kind of like a zit that doesn't want to be popped. And what it will do is it will actually hold enough force and enough charge in our consciousness. So enough, enough presence in our consciousness and enough emotional charge to it that it actually manifests outwardly as a thing that (laughs) kind of scares us back into our like our comfort zone and our comfort zone doesn't mean we're comfortable. It just means it's familiar. So our default setting. So like if you're trying to reprogram old limiting beliefs, then the, the way that it can sometimes go is that you're (laughs) that part of your brain that really is attached, that part of your ego that's really attached to that particular belief will redouble its efforts and like you know cling even more tightly in a refusal to be rejected and as it does that it will garner enough power to then manifest outside of you as a scenario that makes you feel so vulnerable and question yourself so much that you just give up on your process of self-healing so just be mindful of that stuff that sometimes like bad things air quotes bad things that manifest outside of us just as we're starting to like really do the healing work is an indication of how powerful those limiting beliefs are and rather than an indication that something is wrong it's a really good it's really similar to a healing crisis so 
when somebody is like really doing deep body level healing, like say if they have chronic psoriasis or something like that, and it's really bad over their whole bodies and they go on an intense detox program and like that's holistically supported with like homeopathics and seeing a practitioner that helps guide their detox and whatever they'll have often what's called a healing crisis which means that their body will release toxins so fast that the psoriasis will get like five times worse before it gets better and I've experienced a healing crisis. I use that example because I have some kind of undiagnosed autoimmune condition that gives me a lot of inflammation and like, you know, your typical lupus butterfly rash, but I don't think I have lupus, but I get this like eczema rash on my face predominantly, my cheeks and over my nose and around my eyes, and it'll spread to my forehead and my upper lip and it's just, it's really bad. And so obviously, like I live my life trying to avoid flaring up this rash. And one time I was doing a protocol, a detox protocol, and it that's actually how I learned about a healing crisis because it was a really healthy thing to do. But it caused this intense amplification of my eczema and my butterfly rash. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And so I, you know, did this deep dive of research and I found out about the healing crisis and what you're supposed to do, which I didn't do, (laughs) is you're supposed to just stick with it and see it through. But I didn't because I had two weddings coming up and I was like, and I was in the wedding parties. I was like, no, 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 this can't happen. This can't happen right now. So it's similar. It's a healing crisis when it, when something manifests outside of us, that seems like almost like a punishment for all of the healing work we're doing. It's a healing crisis and you just have to see it for what it is. It's those thoughts, those previous beliefs, that previous version of yourself that doesn't want to relinquish control and wants to scare you back into, you know, it's, it's patterns, it's old patterns. So I feel like that's an ascension um, symptom that I don't often hear talked about, spoken about. And then the other one that I wanted to talk about is nightmares and dreams, but particularly nightmares. Something I experienced as I would raise my consciousness was I would go through these little periods of having these intensely fucked up like so disturbing nightmares it was almost like I had I had such an increase in my consciousness while I was awake that my inner demons or whatever you want to call them would try and fuck with me while I was sleeping and scare the bejeebs out of me back into submission if you will like back into you know, operating at a lower level of consciousness where they could thrive and, and, you know, kind of run the show from the background, from my subconscious. And I remember the first time this happened when I made a really big leap in my consciousness. I mean, it probably happened a few times even before that, but I just didn't make the connection. But the first time I remember making the connection was around... 2012 or 2013 and I had been listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks and that was really raising my consciousness and raising my vibration a lot and I started having these crazy dreams and they were dreams of literal demons and like fires and like I remember there was this one dream of a family being trapped in a house fire and I didn't know them but they were people I loved and like the demons were laughing at me and sort of preventing me at getting to the house to rescue them. And I remember being like, it was one of those dreams where you're like, get me out of here. And like, oh, there was this one demon that was kind of crawling in a horrible, like demented, not right way across the ground. And it was just so disturbing. And I don't usually have dreams like that. I have pretty normal dreams most of the time. Sometimes I have very psychic dreams, but mostly I'm having normal dreams. Anyway, when I woke up, 
it was the kind of thing that you wake up from and then you're like, um, I am not ready to go back to sleep because I am pretty sure that's just going to pick up where it left off. (laughs) And so I just sat with it and I realized like that, that is like, those are my demons the demons that have attached themselves to me that feed off of my louche energy, my low vibrational energy of fear and self-loathing and depression and anxiety and victimhood and powerlessness and jealousy and all those low vibe feelings. Like lower dimensional entities do feed off of that because those are, they, they like match it. And, and I should probably do an episode just about demons and dark entities. Let me know, please like message me on Instagram or something and let me know if you want me to do that episode. I've already recorded one, but I think I'll record a new one because it was like almost a year ago and I just didn't have the nerve to share it. But I realized that those were actual attachments low level attachments. Cause I never, I'm really lucky and I never had really powerful demons attached to me. I don't even know if you could call them demons, but they were lower density energies that were separate from me, separate identities. And they, they also really wanted me to maintain my, my shitty thought patterns and level of consciousness because then they could, you know, control me basically they could feed off of it. I became a great host and like a food source for them in a, in a manner of speaking. So anyways, that happened. And I kind of like sat there in the dark, like breathing myself back down to earth and being like, Oh my God. Okay. It was a dream. You are okay. You're safe. None of that's happening. And then I and then I kind of asked myself like, what the hell was that about? And I just knew because claircognizance is my primary psychic gift. I just knew that's what it was. It was, I am ascending and there are entities as well as aspects of myself that do not wish me to ascend because that means that they lose their food source and it's like it's like their life gets threatened and and that's the truth about our stories and our thoughts like it's like they're fighting for survival they're fighting to stay alive and they need us to subscribe to them and believe them as true in order for them to survive so anyways that happened a handful more times and I also started noticing that other people were asking similar questions in groups that I had become involved in. Um, so, so that has happened every time that I've made a really significant leap in my level of consciousness. I would say even up until like 2019, I don't think that happened at all last year for me, but <laughs> it was a year of reconciling with and acknowledging demons on a whole other level <laughs> consciously but I do remember in 2019 having a similar similar levels of nightmares as my consciousness expanded and I stepped into like more of my own intended authentic blueprint expression so my highest version of self I'm always I'm always moving more and more into alignment and focus with the highest version of myself and who I intended to be when I came into this life. And I noticed other people were asking similar questions, even in some psychic development programs that I was part of. And I was in this one program that was really designed to help people, you know, leave behind that fear of their gifts and the fear of the spirit world and demons and things like that. And I appreciate that that's what the creator of the program wanted to do. But when people were asking questions in the group, like, what is this? What is happening? Why am I, you know, having these horrible, scary dreams? Like I also had dreams of murdering people like me murdering people that's not a normal dream for me at all. And, and also like the person just wouldn't die. I remember this one where I was stabbing them over and over and over and like could feel the squelch and the heat and the texture of their blood. It was crazy. Anyway, 
It was the same thing. It was like I was massively up-leveling. I was meditating a lot. I was really leaving behind old limiting beliefs and calibrating to a high higher level of who I really am and my you know those same entities and those same aspects of myself that felt like their survival was threatened by this were attacking me kind of on the subconscious astral plane because during the daytime they couldn't really make any you know they couldn't get a foothold with me anymore but while I was asleep I was more vulnerable to those suggestions And so I saw people asking similar questions in this group and other groups I was into. But I remember the leader of this group and this program, she was like, oh, you know, it's just like, don't worry, it's just a dream. And I suppose that's sort of my motivation for wanting to do this podcast episode because I felt like that's such a dissatisfactory answer because it's something and you know it's natural to want to know what it is and if you don't know what it is and you hear somebody it's kind of like your parents just saying to you when you're a little kid and you you know you believe you see ghosts in your room or something like that and having your parents be like it's just a nightmare and you just feel totally invalidated and you're like okay I guess the people that I trust say it's just a nightmare and so I'm gonna believe it's just a nightmare but I still feel wholly vulnerable and terrified by this. Yeah, so that's why really why I want to talk about it because if you're experiencing something like that, that's really been my experience, my belief of what it is is that you are ascending, you are doing a lot of self-healing work and it's bringing in a higher frequency of light and light consciousness into your psyche. And your body via your spirit and your heart. So it comes through your spirit and your heart. And it starts to remodel your brain and your body. And the aspects of your ego identity self that don't resonate with this new higher frequency of light consciousness feel like they're going to die and I mean they really are they really are going to die with that but it's not it's not a real entity it's like it's not it's you it's you it's just a piece of you that it's hard to describe like a piece of you that has decided that this is what it is it's an unintegrated aspect of yourself And it feels like it needs these stories and these lower beliefs and these lower density emotions to stay alive and to continue running the show. And it does not want to relinquish that power. And there are also separate entities. Most of us have them on some level. They're usually not very powerful. They're just latching on because they can feel your low vibe thoughts and emotions based on the horrible brainwashing programming we all like are constantly bombarded by in advertisement and media and school and you know entertainment and all that from birth basically in western culture so we all have these low vibe thoughts and beliefs and it just makes us easy prey for entities that are very similar it's not even like often they're not even full-blown entities they are just fragments of ego consciousness ego identity from somebody who has lived that never got integrated um, before or immediately after they died so it's just floating around kind of it's it's more like a thought form it's kind of like the way viruses operate honestly without wanting to be too like (laughs) too tidy about bringing this all together in a neat little bow but (laughs) drawing too many creepy comparisons but a virus is not a living thing it's not alive on its own but it has enough momentum to it that it seeks to replicate itself it seeks to not be eradicated it seeks to latch on to something and use it as a host as a fuel source and a way of replicating itself so that it continues to exist. And those those lower dimensional 
entities are often just nothing more than that. That's different from a demon. I will do a, yeah, I will do an episode about it. But still let me know if you want me to. So they're not really, it's not, I don't want to freak you out, make you think you have a living demon attached to you. It's more like you have attracted a floating, unintegrated, disembodied thought form that was once attached to not just one person, but probably many, many, many people and still vibrates at that frequency and it's seeking to replicate itself and attach to a host so that it can continue to replicate and feed itself and grow and stay alive. That's just how it works. And when we release those things, they feel threatened, their survival is threatened and they will they will try to manipulate us on a mental level to produce emotions of fear and vulnerability so that we, you know, just abandon our, our ascension progress and just give up. Anyway, let me know if this was helpful, but also we've received so much amazing information through dreams and so much amazing guidance through dreams. Maybe I'll do a separate episode on that because this one's getting pretty long already uh, and I have a tendency to talk forever. But yeah, we, at the same time that all these things are happening, like I'll just take the last few minutes to acknowledge though that ascension is such a beautiful process. It's so beautiful. I just want to include in the conversation those times when it feels really uncomfortable because it does. It can be absolutely exhausting. It's like when you feel so tired and you can't account for why. You're like, I'm sleeping enough, I think. I think I'm eating well enough. Like, I shouldn't be this tired, but I just am exhausted. I have no energy. If you're also going through a spiritual awakening, that is most likely what's happening is it's just, it's a lot of work for your psyche. It's a lot of work for your body to calibrate to this higher level of consciousness. It, it, it isn't always rainbows and unicorns. It's a lot of anxiety, a lot of discomfort, a lot of ugly stuff rising to the surface to be seen and acknowledged and healed and in some cases released back to the neutralizing energy of source the oneness that is all or being more deeply integrated into ourselves like so pieces of ourselves that we've rejected but actually just deeply desire to be accepted so like parts of ourselves that we've decided are stupid and and like you know you can't be this because if you're this then you're like unlovable and people are going to make fun of you those parts we don't need to release. We need to integrate them back into ourselves and accept ourselves in our our wholeness and our absolute divine, beautiful, magnificent perfection. So it's both things. It's really uncomfortable. It makes you feel like you're crazy. It can make you feel like you're so alone. It can fill you with anxiety. It, it brings ugly things to the surface to be dealt with. It causes our bodies to release, you know, toxic substances that no longer serve us. And that can be a really gross experience and, you know, cause headaches and ear ringing and dizziness in our vision and, you know, all kinds of symptoms for different people. But it's also a really beautiful process of seeing ourselves more fully and remembering who we really are and being able to access more understanding of how all of this works and, you know, being a clearer, purer vessel for the receiving of non-physical information that we would call psychic information um, receiving information from our spirit guides. I mean, the more that we, the more that we ascend in our consciousness, the closer we are in vibrational frequency to all of the beings who are not alive in a human body. That includes our spirit guides, like higher angelic beings of light, ascended ones, 
the our transitioned loved ones, other members of our soul pods, things like that. Uh, they, because they're not in a body, they're vibrating at a way higher frequency of consciousness than we are while we are embodied in a human experience. And in order to receive communications from them, they're always trying to communicate with us. We are sometimes not great receivers. And part of it is that if we are if we are vibrating at a low level of consciousness, density consciousness, then the the difference between our vibrational rate and their vibrational rate means that we can't receive their information. We can't we can't get it. It's just like it's too far away. It's kind of like the lowest note on a piano versus the highest note on the piano. There's too much of a distance. They don't harmonize. So there's so many benefits to Ascension. I I mean, I wouldn't give up this journey for anything. This is like my life's journey and it's my greatest joy. And it's been really hard (laughs) a lot of the time, but it's also been exquisitely beautiful and I love it. And I hope I'm not scaring any of you off from it, but I hope that I'm giving you some food for thought and a little bit of understanding if you are going through uncomfortable Ascension symptoms that you know, just like, maybe this could be why and everything's okay. And just keep going and stick with it. And actually like you hold all the power, all of the power is in you. Those thought forms, those nightmares, they don't have any power over you. They can't influence you unless you allow them to. And you are more beautiful, more perfect, more amazing, than you can even imagine more powerful more magical i truly mean that like more than our human minds can can comprehend there's always more of you just more 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 so yeah that's what i wanted to share and talk about today i hope you enjoyed it I also want to tell you about the different things that I've got going on um, in my business, different ways that you can work with me. So I completed my first full year of business. Woohoo. Yay me. Go me. I feel super accomplished. It was a great year. I loved it. Uh, I did a ton of Akasha greetings, which uh, was my greatest joy. My one-to-one work is still my absolute favorite, but due to the amount of time and energy Uh, it takes for me to do that work. I had to acknowledge that I really need to raise the prices on the one-to-one work a lot because I can only do so many sessions in a week. I can't do very many sessions in a week, especially having a two-year-old. And so I like it really caps my ability to, you know, create these podcasts to keep my Instagram stuff going to keep my Facebook group happening and then also to create courses like I end up overloading myself badly 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 and getting really burnt out it's a pattern that I'm I am currently leaving behind so I've had to raise my or I've chosen to raise my one-to-one rates um, quite significantly so that I can afford to do fewer of them but feel very well nourished in exchange for doing them and thereby be able to create free content and lower cost content for everybody who likes my vibe and likes working with me. To which I am in the process of creating both free and paid membership level options at Mighty Networks. So I've just started, I have to build the whole thing. But I'm wanting to create a 3D to 5D membership of a low cost membership, no commitment membership. So you can just like, you know, like it'll be a monthly fee. And if your financial situation changes, no big whoop, you just cancel your membership and then, you know, you no longer have access to the membership, uh, but you, you get it as long as you're paying and you're not, you're not um, hammered into any kind of contract or anything like that. So I'm really, really, really excited about that to to help support people who are on their journey from 3D consciousness to 5D consciousness and the realities of navigating that. I also have expanded to start doing psychic activation mentorship. So this is for the person who already has done the groundwork 
of their intuitive development. They have a relationship with their intuition, but they're wanting to really bring it to the next level. This is a really high touch, like personally highly supported offering, but it's like if you want to activate the shit out of your psychic gifts, and I don't mean that I'm going to teach you how to replicate my psychic gifts. I mean, I'm going to use the Akashic Records, your Akashic Records, um, to help you find what your personal unique psychic gifts are and how to activate them. I I'm so excited about this. I've been having so much fun with this. The results have been awesome. And I'm also planning on creating uh, a psychic activation mentormind or mentormind mastermind that is a bit lower cost. And so it's not as one-to-one. It's a small group, but it's um, similarly like, it's probably like the next level down of like, you know, support and seriousness. So it's for, it's again, it's not for the total novice who's just starting out. It's for somebody who's really serious about it. And you're not just dipping your toe in. You're like fucking doing this. Uh, I still do Akashic sessions. Those that's where the price has gone up um, a fair amount. And, oh, I'm offering, this is really exciting. So, so On December 20th and 21st, I received this really intense activation in that conjunction solstice portal. (laughs) I honestly wasn't expecting anything magical to happen just because sometimes I even am like a skeptic and a doubter and I'm like, oh, well, the astrology says, and like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so I just don't like, I just don't buy into things. Um, And yet I was schooled by the universe and the universe's power (laughs) and the celestial powers uh i went through a really 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 intense activation into the high priestess archetype so basically i was instructed by my higher self who uh, was like you are the high we are the high priestess and it's time to step into that and leave behind all of your bullshit human stuff that would have you believe otherwise. And also you are initiating priestesses. So currently I have an initiation. It's not even a program. It's an initiation and it's called Priestess Portal. It's seven weeks long and it's for seven priestesses. And I have encountered a good handful of um, priestesses in my Akashic readings who have had past lives as priestesses and who are also embodying that archetype now, um, but they have been doing so quietly in the background, not really fully owning it. And it's for all of those who are ready to claim it boldly and step into that aspect of their mission. And also on Mighty Networks, I'm going to be moving my courses over. So into the Akasha to teach you how to access the Akashic Records, um, 5d magic magic and manifestation which i just ran in december and it was the fucking shit i loved that course so much it might have actually been my favorite course that i've ever done it was so good and so much fun uh so much fun and magic in the dark which is transmuting trauma and you know finding magic in the darkness So I'm moving those courses over and I'm in the baby beginnings process of creating a new course on like beginner psychic development through all of the psychic centers in, in our human vessel. So I've got a lot on my plate, a lot to offer you guys. I'm wanting to make my courses evergreen so that you can um, just, you know, opt in when you want to, and you don't have to wait for me to run them again. And trying to make them like lower cost and more affordable or have like a good range of what's affordable and what, you know, different people have different ideas of affordability, of course, but trying to make some of them accessible to like most people and some of them a little bit more of an investment because also it feels really fun to invest in ourselves. I, I mean, that's how it feels to me. I used to feel very disempowered about money, but at this time I'm feeling super like, it just feels nice to treat myself and to buy myself something like, you know, like to opt into a course that somebody else is running that feels like so exciting to me. And 
you know, is going to really enhance my experience. So basically just trying to make a range of things available to serve people. So if any of these appeal to you or you have any questions about any of it, please reach out and let me know. If you want me to record an episode about demon consciousness and lower dimensional frequencies and entities, let me know. Apart from that, I deeply love all of you, truly. And I just hope that your takeaway, as always, is just even a momentary appreciation of how profoundly magical you are and powerful and truly special and unique. You are an absolute miracle on earth and your presence is needed and wanted. You are an inherent contribution just by existing. We need you here and we want you here and you are so valued by me. Okay, that's it, beautiful listeners. Lots and lots of love to you all. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.